Sponsored by Wilkin and Sons, established in 1885. Hello, welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. This edition brought to you by Tiptree. Well, Ken Crowther has been to the Tiptree fruit farms. The strawberries, well, a thing of the past, at least as far as this month is concerned, but raspberries well and truly into flavour. He's been speaking to Andre from Wilkin and Son. Well, today I'm being spoilt again by Andre, manager here on the farm at Tiptree, because we're standing amongst the raspberries. Now, I've already tasted some. They're pretty good, aren't they? They are. You look at, the, at them and, you know, you start to think, oh, you've got that's, to taste that's it. Now. You've <laughs> got to try it uh, to really, uh, you know, feel the taste uh, or taste it and then say, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, otherwise you won't by looking at it and it's really tasty. When did you first start picking raspberry then this year? This year, it's been a late year. We started uh, last week of July. Ideally, we could have started a couple of weeks earlier and then, uh, you know, to extend the picking season. By extending the picking season, we'll be able to get more from our crop. Now I'm looking at them, they're still producing a flower, they're producing lots of small fruit. If we look at the tops of the canes, there's lots of flower coming. So how long can you pick from this crop of raspberries? We're, a sit, we're in a tunnel, I must just add that as well. Yeah, the, the tunnel is, gives us protection, give, gives us extra uh, growing degree hours or extra warmth so that we, we could continue to pick here up until November, weather permitting. As long as that? Yeah, that, that's the idea. That's, you know, that's the long, you know, this variety, it's a primocane variety. So it's, what does primocane variety mean? Primocane means that uh, once uh, you finish the cropping season, you can cut the cane right from the, you know, from the bottom and a new cane comes through the year after and uh, reaches certain height and then starts to produce for you on the same year. The long cane is the other variety which we uh, we grow as well, but it's now finished picking. We you have to produce the crane previous year, look after the cane to give you raspberries the year after. So that's the difference between the two two yeah two varieties. So so really, primocane must be an advantage to a fruit grower like yourself because it, it's easier to handle, isn't it? It is easier to handle, but only gives you production in certain part of the year or you could manipulate the cane a little bit you could leave a little bit of cane which was unpicked so you pick top of the cane and then uh, you've got but still to break down the cane you cut the top and leave it for a flora cane for early raspberry varieties but but that that way you compromise your later crop so you have to look what exactly you want you know where exactly you want your fruit to start uh, picking and uh, which gap of the market you would like to feel because raspberries in the home market i mean have changed dramatically i mean there used to be sort of a short window of picking raspberries didn't there you'd have a crop i mean i remember my dad having a row of raspberries you'd pick them for a month and that was it finished wasn't it but today it's been extended fantastically hasn't it yeah those are the, the long came uh, yeah. uh the long came varieties the varieties which you grow the cane for next year that's it. and then you pick it for a month and that's it gone. you don't have it gone and with this variety you could do a little bit of a management you know better management and you can produce for longer fruit I mean, there's people with patio varieties now that they've got on their patios, aren't there? Raspberries, 
they're grown all over the place for the ho at home, you know, not as you do, but I mean at home, it's it's just changed, hasn't it? You can. There's different varieties on the market, and uh, you can choose actually if you'd like, you know, to have fruit in the summer, or you'd like to have a fruit just a bit longer, and to continue to produce for you from from August until October, weather permitting, and yeah, there's a, a variety of choice there on the market. What variety is this? We grow uh, one variety of uh, Prima cane, and this is uh, Radiance. Radiance? Radiance. I wonder whether it's a variety that actually is on the home market, it most likely isn't. I'm not sure. No, about I'm not that. either. Because a sure lot of commercials probably, uh, yeah. are not available to the home market. I mean, I'd grow those because they're tasty and they look good. Um, a lot of your fruit goes to into shops, doesn't it, for fresh fruit? And then, of course, you're feeding the factory for raspberry jam and different things as well, aren't we? Yeah, we do. You know, most most of it is destined for the fresh, but of course, we've got enough, uh, so we supply also uh, our jam factory with raspberries. Talk of those tip tree raspberries, it's enough to make your mouth water, isn't it? Sponsored by Wilkin and Sons, established in 1885. You're listening to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening and more about those tip tree raspberries a little later in this programme. Well, Ken Crowther has been meeting up with gardener Lucy Chamberlain and delving into her past. Are these the sort of questions a gentleman should be asking? Lucy Chamberlain was brought up on a on a small holding a small holding yeah. now people don't always know what a small holding is really but it was it, very muddy very muddy <laughs> very muddy and i spent most of my childhood in my brother's clothes because <laughs> we were quite poor as well <laughs> but is that painted a nice picture <laughs> but really it is somewhere that you grow crops and really yeah. sell do you think small holdings have disappeared it is um they're not as 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 widespread as they used to be i'm sure we used to be part of the Foxass Growers, which was the land settlement agency in Lawford, before my parents then bought 12 acres of land just outside Colchester near Elmstead Market because we wanted to sort of do our own thing. And um, at that time, it was before supermarkets became really a major part of our so, life. So you and sold to local shops more? We, went, we, we used to sell to local greengrocers and to the L London markets. But I think now smallholding maybe isn't quite so easy because most supermarkets want one person to produce one crop rather than producers to produce 12 or 13 different crops they want someone to do is just salads or just strawberries or just raspberries and it's not very easy to small producers to invest in all that is it so not at all that's why they're going so so you were brought up picking strawberries raspberries and all yeah. sorts of different fruits oh, absolutely so. yeah covered in dirt and fruit juice and grub and all sorts of stuff so, so strawberries <laughs> at this time of year you do have to clean them up a bit don't you yeah you do i mean they have they have done really well this year um all the summer raspberries uh, sorry summer strawberries have have done their crop and the plants are now, you know, they're a little bit exhausted because it does take a lot of energy for them to do so. So we've been trimming back the leaves. Um, some of them have been producing runners. And so if I want to bulk up that particular variety, then I'll be pegging down the runners. And now they're sort of rooting out and I'll be wanting to actually pot them up into a different position, um, say in October time, something like that. So there's work to be done on the strawberries. Of course, the ever-bearing strawberries, the ones that produce... Incredible, a, isn't it? They yeah, just go on till October. They do. This they? is what, yeah, exactly. They're going to be cropping still. There's one we grow Marid which is a really lovely flavoursome strawberry it's very aromatic got almost the flavour of like an alpine strawberry but the size of fruit is like a conventional strawberry it's lovely and that produces a crop 
all throughout, sort of like dribs and drabs, not a glut, all throughout the summer and the autumn. So if you get to, say, September, October, and the nights get colder, if you cover those plants up with a cloche, it encourages them to, to, to produce a lot more fruit and just to keep going into uh, the cooler weather. So now it really has changed, hasn't it? You know, strawberries used to be for Wimbledon and that was it. Yeah. And now we produce them all summer. Same yeah. with raspberries. We're producing raspberries, aren't we? Oh. Right through the year. Well, not right through the year, but right through the growing of summer season, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Well, there's, there's, you, you've got your two different types of raspberry. You've got your summer varieties that produce quite early in the season because they produce on last year's canes. And then you've got the autumn raspberries, which is called the primo cane raspberries. And they're the ones that produce on the current year's growth. So they do a lot of growing in the spring and the summer. And then they start bearing in August, September. I've been planting some polka raspberries which are ones that are autumn variety and we planted those in the spring my goodness they have cropped their socks off i've been picking them since august and and the fruits are big plump juicy delicious really really nice i'm so impressed with them because autumn bliss used to be the, uh, the raspberry that was the, that one was the we main use, wasn't it? yeah but polka is one that is it seems to have superseded it so i'm really really impressed with that one so if you're going to plant maybe any autumn raspberries this october november my money would be on that one <laughs> definitely <laughs> now of course people also I, mean, I think of apples and when i was at home with my parents we had about 13 trees of different fruits and if i always always sort of used to enjoy because as you broke up from school the worcester apples would just come in then you'd mm -hmm. have discovery and then you'd have james grieve yeah and then you'd go on to more traditional apples in the autumn yes you know the more yeah. the coxes which never produce much fruit in essex anyway but no. we won't go there on no. that one. <laughs> okay. um, but people pick apples too early, don't they? They can do. I mean, you've got to bear in mind, like you say, that some varieties, like Discovery, you need to be picking that in middle of August, late August, because it ripens and then goes over mm. very quickly. So don't leave them on the tree because they'll drop, won't Yeah, they? exactly. And then their quality really quickly deteriorates because they mature quickly. But then, of course, that means they go over quickly. Then you've got other varieties that actually don't mature until they're in storage. So you'd be picking, I'm trying to think, like Granny Smith is, you know, like an old yeah. school one, but that's one that doesn't get often picked until October because it then ripens in storage. And so, matures. Exactly. And mellows its flavour. I mean, you can pick these apples earlier but you want to be using them as a cooking apple with plenty of sugar because they won't have got that lovely sweet taste they'll still be quite sharp and astringent and bitter so it is important to understand which variety of apple you have whether it's an early a mid or a late season and pick in accordance with that for example um when we, I'm, I've got lots of apple trees that I look after at East Donnelland Hall and we've got a Discovery and we've got a Worcester and then we've got Bramley's and we've got two or three other different varieties and I'm always looking at them to see when they're ready to be picked. The discovery has been and gone. Um, the Bramleys I've got off the tree now. That's That's been done fairly recently. But there's others. There's one, I'm not sure what the variety is, but it's definitely a late variety. And I won't be picking that until I see windfalls appearing on the ground that's a good sign that they're almost ready and also just picking the apple to see just whether it comes it slightly and, isn't yeah it? if it parts away from the tree easily that means that it's ready to pick not necessarily ready to eat because it might be one of those ones that mellows and ripens in storage but that's the time to be picking them when they actually part from the tree nice and easily yeah because my my mum my dad had these trees and the biggest biggest tree that we had which i used to have to often climb to pick and that we used to pick in November, and that was Newton yeah. Wonder. Yes. It was a biennial producer, produced 
masses one year and hardly any. Mm. But, you know, my mum, we used to wrap those in newspaper, put them in the loft, and she used to be eating those apples right through till the next crop. Yeah. It, I mean, they but, got a bit wrinkled, but they were still edible. They were still they, good. they weren't bad at no, all. No, There's also, if you say if you get a glut of apples and you're uh, sometimes, for example, we've got a tree in our garden that has a really biennial habit. This year it's its off year, but last year, my goodness, it had thousands, literally thousands of apples on it. It's a huge tree. It must be at least 50, 60 years old, so it's got lots of cropping potential. But when these apples all fell, we didn't know what to do with them. They tasted okay, but they weren't really high quality. Had we got ourselves organised, what we should have done is taken to someone who juices them. Mm. And there's a place in Boxted that actually produce, uh, that actually will juice the apples for you because the juicing equipment is a bit expensive and then you've got to sterilise the fruit juice as well. Um, but, yeah, if you've got a glut of apples or pears, then consider doing some juicing for them because nobody can get through the whole lot. And it's a really good way of using up the surplus. And then you've got that lovely delicious juice or cider if you want to go down that route that you can keep for months and months and months you like the cider idea i can I'm tell from my your eyes face. Lit, yeah my eyes lit up at that <laughs> <laughs> or you could do as old traditionalists used to do is um is just blanch them and then put them into kilner jars in the old-fashioned way you could do did that. your mum used to do that no she didn't she didn't so Does she but, freeze stuff at all because you yeah, can freeze we, apple as well can't that's you? what uh, most smallholders will have at least three or four chest freezers full of the pulp, because we used to produce our own poultry. Uh, Mum and dad only just stopping producing their own lamb. So we'd have a freezer full of chickens, full of the lamb, and then full of, One you know, of loads of fruit, absolutely loads of fruit. And it does freeze incredibly well. And then obviously you can, if you want to, make jellies, make jams, make chutneys, make pickles, make coolie, raspberry coolie, delicious. Well, if your mouth wasn't watering earlier with all that talk of tiptree raspberries, it certainly will be. And it's the raspberries that we go back to now. Ken Crowther, on his recent visit to the Tiptree Fruit Farm, speaking to Liz. We could eat raspberries, and now you can drink them. We talked about the raspberries being grown for the shops. We've talked about the jam factory, but you have been using them for something else as well, haven't you? Yes, that's right, Ken. We've got a range of fruit juices. So I've spoken to you previously about fruit gin. And yes. there's, of course, the raspberry gin, look here. But there's also here um, to, for you to taste today some of our fruit juices. So we have an apple and raspberry fruit juice. We've also got two other flavours, apple and strawberry, apple and blackberry, all using berries grown on our farm here. It's really quite, so, you know, just, just tasting this apple and raspberry. And interesting colour, because raspberry is, well, redder. But actually, when I look at them... The apple and blackberry is redder than the raspberry. It must, you'd nearly expect it to be blacker, but it isn't. It's redder. Yes, true. But the other thing that I like is that you've got them in clear bottles, so you can actually right. see what you're getting, can't yes. you? Yes, yes, that's important to to see the colour. There, there is natural variation. It's a natural product, so there's nothing nasty added. It's just uh, it's berries mixed with some apples, uh, locally picked, not here, but locally picked, and a tiny bit of lemon juice, so very natural. It's as simple as that. Yes, yes, very natural product. But yes, we wanted people to see the, the product. You and do need to give it a shake because it's very natural. It's got a bit of sediment. Yes. But that's what you're used to with, with fruit juice. Absolutely. Natural fruit juice is yes. always like that. So, you know... Where are these going? Are they going to shops? To, I mean, where are they going? Yes, we have them. We, we actually we launched them a while ago. We, we've been selling them in our tea rooms. As you know, we've got yeah. a chain of tea rooms, uh, lovely tea rooms, and they, they sell them and serve them there. Very nice, chilled with some ice. 
Um, we also sell them mostly locally in independent shops. So they're, they're available out there, yes. Now, is it in this one size, or are you going to do bigger bottles? How, how size bottles are you doing? Good question. At the moment, it's a 250ml bottle. At the moment, it's just this size. Who knows for the future? But yes, just one size. Some juices are larger, aren't they? They are, yes. But no, just one size at the moment. Go for one size. <laughs> so that is really, that's, that's really quite exciting because I think it's nice to think that the fruit here is. I suppose it's being diversified, isn't it? You're doing jam, you're doing gin, you're doing fresh fruit and, yes. and juices as well. So we've got apple and blackberry, apple and strawberry and apple and raspberry. That's right. How much are they retailing at, just roughly? They're £2, £1.99. Oh, that's, I like it. £2, £1.99. <laughs> but no, it's true. They're yes. £2 a bottle. Oh, so uh, so it's, it's a fair price for a, a natural drink. Yes, very much. Yes. Cheers. And that brings to an end this podcast from World Radio Gardening. This edition brought to you by Tiptree. Thank you for listening and visit our website regularly for the next podcast from World Radio Gardening. This programme was sponsored by Tiptree Fruit Growers and Preservers, established in 1885.